Welcome to Fuel for Today, curated audio content from Pastor Bogdan Kipko. We are confident this will fuel your faith in the one who gives faith. If you have breath in your lungs, God has a plan for your life, a plan that is far better, bigger, and immensely more than anything you have ever imagined. Jesus says, why do you call me? So he's asking a question. Why do you call me Lord, Lord, and do not do what I say? Fair question, right? Jesus is basically saying, when you say Lord, you mean to say that you're, you're acknowledging that I am God and that you trust me and whatever I'm saying must be good. But he's saying, but you don't do what I say. Everyone who comes to me and hears my words and does them, I will show you what he is like. So he's painting this illustration of a person who calls Jesus Lord, does what he says, here's what this person looks like. He's like a man or a woman building a house who dug deep and laid the foundation on the rock. And when a flood arose, the stream broke against that house and could not shake it because it had been well built, dug down deep. But the one who hears and does not do them, my words, hears them but does not do them, is like a man or a woman who builds their house on the ground without a foundation. When the stream broke against it, immediately it fell, and the ruin of that house was great. So last time we talked about digging is hard work, right? Digging is not easy. Digging is difficult. There's a lot of sweat. There's a lot of tears that are going to go through digging. However, that's the only way to put your house on a solid foundation. And so um, this morning, my big idea is this. When we're talking about storms and you going through storms and figuring out what kind of a foundation you have, here's what I want to say. Sometimes God will calm the storm and sometimes the storm will go on, but God will calm you. Are you guys with me? Sometimes God will calm the storm. Sometimes the storm will go on, but God will calm you. That's what he does. That's my big idea today. And I came across this interesting story as I was studying for this passage and that long ago when people built ships and they were looking for wood that would serve as a mast on a ship, here's what they did. And so if you know anything about ship building, I don't expect you to, but a mast is basically a very large wooden pole that is on a ship that holds what? The sail, right? So it needs to be very strong, very stable, very durable in order to withstand all of these storms of the sea. And so here's what ancient shipbuilders used to do. They, in search of the perfect mast, the perfect tree, um, the, the most stable tree, they would go into a forest. And once they have located that tree, that they wanted to cut down in order to use for the mass. They did not cut it down. They located it. And here's what they did. They would cut down all the other trees around that one particular tree that they, were, that they chose. They cut out all the trees. They cleared out the entire area. Here's why they did that. 
Because as the storms would come into the forest, as the wind would rage and the rain and the snow and everything else, that particular tree would have no other trees around it to protect it. Therefore, it had no option but to grow stronger, to grow more stable, to grow more firm. So what the shipbuilders would do, they would clear out the area, they would allow one particular tree to stay there for a particular season as it grew, as it got stronger, as it got more stable. And then and only then they would come there, cut it down and use it for a mast on the ship. Pretty interesting, huh? How they would do that. Now, the reason for that being is because if that tree did not go through all the storms, if it did not go through all the wind, all the snow, all the hail, all the sleet, it would not have been able to withstand the tumultuous storms they would face when it's going to be a mast on a ship in the open seas. Are you guys still with me? So very often, God allows a storm to come into your life and into my life, not to destroy us, but to strengthen us. That's what God often does. So don't look at storm as a catastrophe. Look at it as an opportunity. Now, many of us came in here this morning and we're like, you know what? I have a lot of storms in my life that I have personally caused. Okay, you understand that. That's perfect. Now stop creating those storms and, stop and start building a firm foundation. Many of us came in here today and said, you know what? Storms in my life happened and they caught me off guard. Things happened. Maybe a relationship failure. Maybe a financial issue happened and you're like, I had no idea was coming at me. Okay, continue digging down deep past all those feelings, past all those emotions until you hit rock bottom, which is that Jesus. It's Jesus, the Christ, who is the rock. And so in this particular text, here's what Jesus says. And I want us to pay attention to this. The first thing that he does is he asks a question. He asks a question. He asks a question to the people around him, and he's asking a question to you and to me today. And Jesus says this. He says, why do you call me Lord, Lord, and do not do what I say? So Jesus just preached a great sermon on the Beatitudes, right? He said, blessed are these, blessed are those. And then he's saying, he almost as if he's getting kind of perturbed with his audience. And he's saying, look, guys, I told you all these things. Why aren't you putting it into action? Why aren't you doing all these things? Because a lot of people will say, Lord, Lord. People will say, I'm a Christian. People will say, I go to church. People will say, I read my Bible. But if you don't put that faith into practice, Jesus is asking you and me the question today. How come? Why not? Why are, are you not putting it into practice? And in, a, in another text, in Matthew chapter 7, verse 21 and 23, I'll read it for you. Jesus talks about true and false disciples. This is why I call the sermon the shovel and the cross. Those are two things you have to pick up. The cross is basically you following Jesus. The shovel is the practicality of your life. And so Jesus says the following. He says, not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, or not everybody who says to me, hey God, I love you. I'm your disciple will enter the kingdom of heaven but only the one who does the will of my Father who is in heaven. The only people that will enter heaven are people who do the work of the Lord. Jesus continues and he says, Many will say to me on that day, Lord, Lord, did we not prophesy in your name and in your name drive out demons and in your name perform many miracles? Then I will tell them plainly, I never knew you away from me, evil doers. Now, 
people sometimes use God's name in order to get their own agenda, but they're not really true believers because they're not doing what Jesus said. They're not living out his principles. And in that text, Jesus says, many will say to me on that day, many. What does it mean by many? In this text that we read, there was multitudes. If you remember, if you read the gospels, thousands of people followed Jesus. But when he was crucified, nobody was left around him. Even his closest disciples left, right? Remember when Jesus fed the 5,000? Um, that's a lot of people he fed. However, those people, we don't know where they're at. Jesus did many miracles. He gathered people. However, people tended not to follow Jesus after that. And so here is what tends to happen. There's three things that Jesus mentions in Matthew. He said, they prophesied. They cast out demons and they did wonders. So we're in a day and age where a lot of people prophesy. And the prophecy, what he's talking about is people foretelling the future, okay? Now, even though we know that we don't know the future, only God knows the future. In fact, we don't even know when Jesus is going to come back. Even Jesus himself said, no one knows the hour or the day when the Son of Man will come back. However, we have a whole bunch of people, if you guys remember just a few weeks ago, people were trying to prophesy about when, when Jesus will come back. Now, it's still, you know, October 18, 2015, Jesus has not yet come back. So their prophecy proved to be false. In essence, they're false prophets. What I want to tell you guys is this, I want to warn you when you hear people prophesying or saying, this is going to happen or that's going to happen, make sure you check with the word of God. Does the word of God really say that? Is, are those people being led by the spirit? Do not be led astray. There's a lot of times in this spiritual realm, there's wolves in sheep's clothing who are going to lead you astray. So that's a, a false prophecy. The second thing that Jesus said that people did is they cast out demons. Now, do you know that God sometimes uses even unbelievers to cast out demons and he gives them that power, that doesn't mean they're working for God. It means that they were part of some sort of cosmic plan. However, even if you can cast out demons, it doesn't necessarily mean you're more spiritual than everybody else. Okay? And so we have in our culture today, a lot of different ministries that are built on casting out demons. If you go to any church or if you know of any minister or any leader that talks more about casting out demons than talks about Jesus, that's not the right place to be. Jesus is who we're after. We're following Jesus, not just some crazy teacher who can cast out demons, right? I mean, maybe it was a bad lunch a person had and they cast that demon out, whatever, right? Like, okay, that failed. But anyway, um, it, it just all sorts of different things that happen, right? So please be very attentive when people say, I'm casting out demons all the time. And the funny part is like, people have like a demon for every single thing that exists. Sometimes we get too caught up in the supernatural. We miss the, the basic that's in our life. So False prophecy, casting out demons, and Jesus saying, people are doing wonders in my name. All of us, as human beings, we love to see a show of some sort. And so when we think that somebody's doing some sort of miracle, we're like, oh my goodness, they must be from God. Not necessarily. If it doesn't match up with the word of God, it doesn't mean that it's, that it's true. And so miracles can happen in your life, but if they don't coincide with the word of God, 
it doesn't matter who did that particular miracle. So we just need to be very cautious. Why am I mentioning all these things? Because all these things are secondary, not primary. The primary thing is Jesus. So if you meet a person and all they talk about is they're casting out demons, they're doing a bunch of signs and wonders, and they're prophesying over your life and saying all these things are going to happen to you, but they don't mention Jesus, they probably are not followers of Jesus. So we need to be careful of that. The primary is Jesus. We need to major on the majors and minor on the minors. So that's the first thing I want to ask you guys today. Are we truly following Jesus? If Jesus came back today, would he say to you, well done, good and faithful servant, come in to the joy of your master? That's the question I want to ask myself and you today. Thank you for listening to this curated audio content from Pastor Bogdan Kipko. We hope that you were encouraged and inspired by this message. Bogdan is personally convinced that whatever fills your mind fuels your life. It is his life goal to help you faithfully follow Jesus. For more information, please visit fuelforlife.tv.